Hello everyone, Dumelang. Welcome to the Leader Unleashed podcast, the hashtag of my story, your motivation. We will be interviewing amazing Botswana who through the story will be motivating us to be the best version of ourselves. We're talking about leaders, we're talking about activists, entrepreneurs and all around amazing Botswana. My name is Ruizo Netanki Teve and I will be your host for this podcast, but I'm not alone. Together with Tlutlosin Nai, we will be guiding the conversation to get the most out of it. Now, remember to comment, to like, to share and to stay coming back to enjoy this podcast. Welcome. All right. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Adra Majiabaso, and I'm a young Motswana who's from Shoshong. Um, today, I want to share with you my story. Hope it, it, it will inspire you and you'll learn a thing or two from it. Um, but just to get to it, I am an agronomist by profession. I've studied my advanced agronomy in Israel, and I've also studied my bachelor's degree in soil and water engineering. This is really an agricultural field that I know most young people turn to think otherwise of it and tend to think maybe it's for like oldies or people who are already retiring or people who just don't want to work anymore. But the truth of the matter is there's really much that can come out of it. And I'm really, every time I'm always grateful for having had uh, made aware of this opportunity at a younger age. And to say to us that I believe as a young person, uh, we are the right people or the right resource that the agricultural sector needs as young people. So maybe just to begin on what really inspired me. Uh, Before you even go any further, that is so, so beautiful. So I, I know you guys are probably wondering, where is Lutla, where is Ruizi? Uh, guys, welcome to the Leader Unleashed podcast. And as you have heard also beautifully already, um, we have with us an amazing guest, uh, an amazing Yamotswana. Kiam uh, Khotsimadiabasu is actually uh, uh, an individual who's very close to my heart. I consider her a friend and a sister. And today, like she said, she'll be sharing her story and her journey as an agronomist and a young farmer already. And so um, thank you so much, Ajwa, for joining us today. I love that you've already even just gone into it and started into it. And so our listeners immediately, when they even tune in into today's episode, um, they will already be inspired and start to have that gist of what we are going to talk about. And so you're already jumping into what inspired you to just choose this field and um, then your decision then to be a young farmer. So go ahead and let us know a little bit more about that. All right. So thank you very much, Huizi. Um One thing that's the biggest thing that inspired me is uh, the thought of no matter how small a thing is, it can always bring out its best. And uh, having been or growing up to be a person who likes to strive for the best out of everything, you'd know that in our country, we know it to be uh, a small country. We don't have much land. We don't have much water. And someone would wonder why then this field, which really demands of land, which really demands of water, I visited mm. a country where I also studied, and just for a record, uh, this country, Israel, is a strip. Like it goes many times, a million times, into the area which uh, our country is at. So I just thought, if such a strip can bring good out of it, what more of 
the area of country that we have. And you know, mm. the one thing, the one thing that has always made me want to go into this field was we can't, it's, it's time we just started doing something. We can't always get uh, whatever we're getting from outside. That's because, so true. Mm-hmm. Because just to share a little bit of, of uh, statistics, almost 70, more than 78% of what we have is actually coming from our neighbor countries. And to think we are a country that is actually bigger in terms of area than they are, it could be frustrating to be getting much out of uh, our country more than we're actually able to make ourselves. That's so true. So you are speaking, Adwa, uh, in reference to food, the things that we consume or the, the 78% or in general, uh, maybe just to understand that. All right, 78%, I'm speaking mostly of uh, grain and horticultural produce. Mm, okay, okay. Wow, that's yeah. so interesting. That's a lot. Mm. Yeah, so it really uh, said to me that uh, this 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 field, uh, agriculture, is quite good. And not only agriculture generally, particularly the, the sector that I'm in, because I'm into arable farming. I deal with mm-hmm. plants. I deal uh, with culture i already have a project that i'm running uh it's currently it's only a two hectare project it's a horticultural project uh where i'm farming uh, uh vegetables but also to that i'm also employed as as an agronomist in the uh, bump sector Bojan agricultural marketing board i serve mm. here as an agronomist which also has given me a light and also made me aware because we have an opportunity to visit different farmers in the country. It has mm-hmm. made me see uh, the nitty-gritties of what really uh, could be improved, what really needs to be done, what technologies we could uh, try to employ and how to improve our farming as a country. So the two really, the project I'm running and the work that I have, mm-hmm. I run them parallelly and that it really helps me to um, be made more aware of what really is going on around our country with regard to this very sector. That's beautiful. So they feed into one another. What you learn in your job as an agronomist then feeds into um, your project as a young farmer. That's amazing. So I just want to hear from you then. I, I love that you, in the beginning, you touched on how mindset that young people think that farming is a retirement project you know that we've always had it to think that it's traditionally done by when you're older and you want to retire um are there any um opportunities or projects that the government has really set aside for young people to try and encourage young people to go into agriculture like that Uh, just in case there's a young person aspiring to go into this field all right. Um, well, there are a number of projects and uh, things that the, the, the government has put into place that can really actually help uh, young people. But before that, I would mention this because this is like one of the greatest challenges that we are faced with uh, in this field. Mm. Uh, the fact that, the fact that um, young people and the attitude we have towards funding is really hindering us from seeing the many opportunities that are there. So I'll just just like to challenge young people to maybe change uh, that perspective 
of this. I know we know it to be a dirty, a dirty thing. We don't want to get our, get our hands dirty, this and that. But really, with that attitude, um, we can't help our government or we can't meet our government halfway because there's only much the government can do and there's a portion of what we need to do. And just to get into the programs, we, we have your YDFs, we have your LEA. These are people that can take you into incubation projects, actually, and have you train with them. I personally have trained with LEA. And having sat under that training, it also developed me uh, in a sense that it broadened my my understanding, not only technically, but also how to run a farm business generally. So these are the efforts that our government is putting into place that we if we, we if we could just change our attitude towards funding and help meet them halfway we could actually I, I still say and comment very much that there's opportunity for young people in this field mm. I hear that really as a call to action and I hope our listeners really uh, grab onto this that it's a call to action to say uh, we need to change our mindset there's so much opportunity in here and resource especially now where unemployment is so high there's an opportunity here in agribusiness to really um, not only feed ourselves as a country but to also then uh, improve our livelihood for the people who take it seriously and go and venture into agribusiness I love that it's a very important call to action and so you'd already started touching a bit on the challenges that um, we, the, mm-hmm. the sector has maybe you want to expand a little bit on that my love and you know tell me a little bit more about what other challenges you personally have gone through as a young farmer or trying to grow in this agribusiness all right. Um, the main thing that I'll call challenge that I've faced personally uh, was uh, limited support from uh, uh, other Botswana. Um, this is mostly because <clears throat> you'd find out that it's very difficult to change uh, patterns of buyers, especially our local people. It's very difficult to change what they're used to and how they're used to doing things. So when you try to bring innovations or things that will actually advance and help farming, I I personally got a strike in the back uh, a couple of times where I was trying to show people that there are different ways of actually going about farming and not the common or the, the, the what we're really used to, the traditional way of farming. So you'd find out that because I don't do things traditionally, I employ in, I eject in a lot of money into projects. And because this is for me to bring out the best quality, you'd find out that Botswana would want to compromise the standard of that to what they're used to. Because I'm used to buying, say, a pack of uh, tomato at 10 pula per kilogram. You'd find out I'll be selling it at 12 pula, looking into the amount of effort and quality I'm bringing out of that. Mm, but because we quality. don't really, mm. yeah, but because we don't really value such things as quality, uh, it, it becomes a very difficult thing. It becomes a very uh, tiring thing to convince someone to see um, the matters that you've put into place prior having to have your final product. So that's basically the biggest thing I'd say I've, I've been challenged with. But over and mm. above that, um, I've learned to to really convince people. I mean, it comes with... Uh, 
learning along the journey to convince people and help them see that uh, what they're used to, they could they could actually make more if they learned new things or if they employed some of the things that you are doing. So in that way, I've really it has really helped me to convince a few other young people uh, by Longhore that they they've now started doing things the right way. I call it the right way because I believe for many years we've not been doing things the right way. Hence why even when our produce is there, you'd find out that much was injected, but much was, uh, nothing much was brought out of the project. So you'd find out that many, many times uh, we inject more money, but we don't necessarily bring out the best out of what we've injected into different projects. Even Hella with our government, you'd find out that the budget set aside for projects is a lot, but the output is really nothing comparing to what the government has, has put into place. This is very, very enlightening. And what you are saying is so, so true. Um, because I, I really, I feel like it goes even back to the mindset that we were talking about. So now we've switched from the mindset of the entrepreneur themselves and we're going now into the market, which is the people who are supposed to now be buying the mm-hmm. produce. And so, you know, I really like that you were saying that as you continue to learn and, and show them that what you are bringing is quality. Um, we see more people than trying to change their ways. We should really be moving away because from that thing of we've always done this thing, like we've always done it like this, you know, and that's something mm-hmm. that I also realized, but we've always done it like this. And if it's not mm-hmm. broken, don't fix it. But that's not true. You were bringing mm-hmm. in expertise, you learned, and you even went as far as, you know, a, a increasing your skill in Israel. And so you're bringing mm-hmm. a certain level of expertise inside to help improve this sector and so I think it's just up to us not only as young people but within our families to educate one another to think beyond the box and to really open our mind to new ideas to innovation and there's nothing wrong with really trying out new things it's actually a very beautiful habit and I'm really glad that you you bring it up and so just to recap a little bit Jorge the main challenge has been the mindset from both the entrepreneur side where young people need to really just push themselves to explore this um, area of, of agriculture and farming. And then also as uh, consumers, we need to open ourselves up more to buying local produce mm-hmm. and supporting one another and being our own market. You know, Just because mm-hmm. it's a known brand doesn't mean that our local produce cannot even be better or even surpass that which we always say we've always known. And we wouldn't know until we try. Mm-hmm. I really, really, I really, really love that. Um, wow. Yeah, thank you so also, much for bringing that to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just uh, one other thing that I forgot that I believe I've learned along the way, which also we farmers sometimes fail to, I mean, it frustrates the market that we fail to be consistent at times. So you'd find out that such things where you'd be having this product for this season and then you don't have it anymore, we, you get quiet, you keep quiet, uh, people are wondering where are you and they're like, so, some of those things, they actually frustrate the market. They frustrate even uh, 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 the fellow people that we're expecting support from. So you'd find out that uh, it's very, very key and very important that even as farmers, we keep consistent, we continue to, to bring quality products 
not only quality products, but also bring them when the market needs them because failure to do so, it frustrates them. That's why now they opt to uh, importing products, this and that. But then um, doesn't it go back maybe to our challenges with climate? Like how does a young farmer then try to be consistent with produce when we know that um, seasons do come and go, especially in your particular field of agribusiness, which is the, the arable farming. Like how does a farmer then try to really be um, consistent or in the, in taking into consideration like our climate and everything that we go through in Botswana? All right, there are a couple of technologies that uh, we've tried to start up that actually help the issue of climate. Uh, I'll talk of your tunnels, your greenhouses. These are things that can really help uh, us produce even when things are not necessarily on season. Like for example, tomato. We know that this time it's not the best, when it's winter, it's not the best time to do it because it's just going to get harmed by frost. But the other thing that really could help is partnerships because, and this partnerships, it's one of the things that, that young people don't want to get into. But you'd find that it's you're not going to start a project and immediately be able to get a tunnel. So partnerships actually help that in the sense that you can achieve things that can broaden the business and help the business grow as opposed to when you're doing everything all alone and you don't, there's no one to correct, there's no one to say this. So partnerships can actually help. And then one thing that I'm just hoping to see amongst farmers that could also help is developing a system where you're able to monitor produce uh, that say farmer XYZ has this produce, Y has this produce, Z has this produce, and then you're able to facilitate a flow or monitor how you can sell your produce as partners. You don't necessarily have to partner business. You could just partner ideas and partner monitoring. You don't have to partner in terms of uh, finances. But there are so many ways of engaging partnerships that can actually help and broaden this issue of climate, looking into what's available, what resources do you have, and this can actually help, can help in this field a lot. This is probably a very important point. If you have to bookmark, and I know I've been saying it's so important, so important because you're just sharing <laughs> so much wisdom, <laughs> but collaborative work, partnerships, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like a lot of people think that you can literally make it alone, alone, alone. But we achieve so much more when we come together and we partner up and there's collaborative work that is being done. I love that you mentioned this and that you bring it up. Um, yeah. And I love that you also bring in those technologies because then some of us, it goes back to us also opening up ourselves to investing and reinvesting in our business. A lot of us think that maybe if you just have a farm and you ha just have seeds and that's enough. But as you mentioned tunneling, you mentioned in greenhouses. So as, as a farmer, you should really be aspiring to see your business grow, to see yourself reinvesting in your business, to really um, ensure that it stays sustainable. And that, mm -hmm. like you, you just mentioned right now of, keeping a record of the produce but also trying to make it versatile that if farmer yeah, x is farming yeah. that and that and that maybe i yeah. can produce this and this and this to complement um what is already being produced in the market instead of all of us producing the same thing yeah. tomatoes all of us are doing tomatoes not to say that there's not a market the market is there yeah. when it's really you know explored but i think just to also take that into consideration and i'm so so glad yeah. that you brought that up i'm very happy
And then maybe just yeah. then, as we, we we wrap up our conversation, which has been so meaningful, so wise, I think if any young person or any person indeed is listening to this, they would be inspired to really check out um, and look into the the organizations that are there, even government projects, Leia, like you mentioned, or look into researching more about greenhouse and tunneling mm-hmm. and just, you know, branding and marketing that produce, maintaining that consistency in, in farming. I love it so much. You've shared so much already. Uh, any last words then and inspiration that you would like to, to say to any person aspiring to maybe one day go into farming, specifically arable farming? Right. Uh, my last word would be that um, we're living in a time or uh, generation that tomorrow isn't guaranteed or we don't know what's next. Uh, but what we know is every day someone needs to eat. Every day someone needs to uh, come to work or do whatever they're doing so that they're able to get food. So you can imagine if we were experiencing a lockdown because of this pandemic, and it's a zonal lockdown. What about now when it's borders that are locked down? What about now where we can't even extend or share anything? But I just want people to think beyond the time now because when this pandemic came, no one saw it coming and no one knew what was gonna come out of it. So I would like to encourage whoever's listening to say that Time is unguaranteed. We don't know what's going to happen next. The best we could do is develop ourselves and develop ways that we can actually be able to make food for ourselves because it's it goes without doubt that we all need to eat and we all need food. So I still say no matter how small what you have is, you can do something with the small thing that you have. If you have learned you don't have water, partner with someone who does. If you don't have, if you have learned you don't have resources, partner with someone who has. If you have all the resources but you don't have the skill, partner with someone who does. Because these are the things that are going to help us and develop us to become better people in terms of being sustainable as a country and being sustainable as farmers, not only for ourselves and even. Uh, beyond um, our country. So this is just to say to us that keep on, don't think farming is for retired people, young people. You are the relevant energy that's needed for this field. Our parents are getting tired. Our parents are dying. Our parents are going. So we are the right people to take up this work because even when they are normal, we would still need to eat. We would still need to survive. Uh, on earth. So this is just to say to us that uh, do your best with what you have. And if you need anything, obviously have people engage with people that can help you broaden up and actually develop and become a better person in what you're doing. Yeah. What you just said literally just left a huge smile on my face. <laughs> and I even feel personally inspired to go and research more about agriculture and venture into it thank you thank you thank you so much um for joining us thank you my love i'm so so happy and i'm sure our viewers as well are so happy with the information that you have shared you have inspired them with what you do with your story to venture and explore this area of agriculture thank you so much and um yeah guys where can we find you like where can we find out more about your projects where can we maybe buy your produce uh if you already have some where can we maybe contact you and communicate with you um all right we're still uh green diamond pty ltd 
Uh, it's still a developing company, so we don't have anything so solid yet. Uh, also with produce, we are currently clearing out. We don't have anything on land yet. Um, but any assistant that anyone may need in terms of agronomic advice, they may contact me at 7255-8988. Any agronomic advice, any I mean from all production, be it fruit trees, be it horticulture, be it grain, just feel free to contact me at 7255-8988. I'll give you whatever advice, piece of skill that we have so that we share to help each other and develop one another. Thank you so much. This is so beautiful. Guys, these are opportunities such as this that, you know, we do not, shouldn't be taking for granted. We're sharing skills. We're growing together. And surely I truly believe that we will get to a point where um, we as Yam Botswana are sustainable. We as a country as Botswana, we are sustainable and we see ourselves thrive and produce for ourselves. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in into the Leader Unleashed podcast, hashtag my story, your motivation. Um, keep a lookout on our social media platforms to see what other initiatives or other projects we have for now. Thank you so much and stay tuned. Thank you so much. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Leader Unleashed podcast. We hope that you found it insightful and inspirational. Remember to like and share so that others too may benefit from this great content. This is Trotos and I signing off. Until we meet on the next podcast, stay blessed.